0: All right, everyone, welcome to a new year with the MMOs.com podcast, episode 205. And uh, Altai here, joined this year by...
1: Remo. And there it is this year, Altai. 2020. 2020, and there's still no good MMOs to play, huh? Still,
0: well, here's the question, though. Will this be a clear year for MRPGs?
1: 2020, Vision? Listen, I aha, I see what you did there with 2020. I, I do think there's more hope this year than other years. I did want to jump uh, pretty quickly into our game of the year uh, section because we did mention a few uh, upcoming games we're hyped for and what was good this last year and whatnot. But uh, I, I had a couple buddies over, and my friend mentioned something to me, and it kind of made me think, it made me feel really old. I know we were talking the pregame about getting old, uh, and we're not that old, you know. You're 31, I'm 30, and my buddy, he's like he's 30 as well. He mentioned like, do you think you're ever going to be like top one percent at a game again? I'll tell what do you think? No. Oof, feels bad. Like, th- like I was really. Good at League. I was really good at StarCraft too. I was really good. Like in a lot of games, I did even even Dota 2 back when I, when I, when I was first playing. I would say maybe I don't know if I was top one percent back then for Dota 2. Maybe like top two three percent. But nowadays, I think the last game I was top one percent at was probably still League of Legends. It's kind of hard to kind of combine MMOs into it because like yeah, you could find like your raid parses. You could be a ninety nine parse in certain fights. But like if you're not like if you're ninety nine parse in everything, I guess I would consider that top one percent. But MMOs are kind of like a different beast, and you're really just optimizing at that point. I think I think it's still at 99s in Final to 14 but that's not really a a good benchmark. So to me, I, I do see it kind of difficult kind of visualizing myself being top 1% in like any competitive game again. You know, I feel like we're getting old or our, our reflexes are dying.
0: I think we're getting old definitely, but I think there's a bigger trend too. And that's a trend of the scope of the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Like like when we were growing up, right, 10 11 12, how many kids were there playing even like Dota 1, even like Smash Brothers Melee at that time? Yeah, nobody. A, like very few cuz especially competitively. Mm-hmm. Cuz the logistics weren't there, and even if there were, there was like a million globally, right? Now with like Fortnite, there's like a hundred million people playing Fortnite. So to beat one percent of Fortnite, you gotta be like crazy with your, you know, with the building, you know, like.
1: I, I... Even even like if you think about like when we were playing SNES, you know, growing up, whether it's Mega Man X or Donkey Kong Country, compare Donkey Kong Country I'll thought, or Mega Man X right on the SNES. to so any like new age Nintendo Switch, like Mario Kart Switch, where the game literally plays itself for you, like the, like Mario Kart Switch has a default autopilot mode on where if you hold A. And you close your eyes, you will go through the entire stage successfully. Okay. You couldn't do that back in uh, like any old school SNES game. These games were more hardcore. So I guess if you were able to play Donkey Kong Country or Mega Man X, you were like probably top 1% by today's standards. So if you look at it that way.
0: Yeah, I think gaming was just a smaller niche. So mm-hmm. because of things, because of, the, well, here's some, here's some problematic language here, but like gatekeeping, right? The, the difficulty of games itself was gatekeeping, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if if your if your you know family bought you one of these platformers when you were like ten, and you couldn't beat the first level, you probably got turned off from gaming. You know. Mm. But, so,
1: I, I guess it's possible. I feel like I could probably still be top one percent in a game like TFT or uh, you know Dota Underlords and stuff like that because that's more uh, game knowledge, where reflexes aren't as important the way they like are. Hearthstone
0: maybe, maybe people play a lot. Yeah, Hearthstone yeah. stuff like that too.
1: But I feel like I've never really been uh, like committed to Hearthstone or any you know CCG. I've played a lot of. Lot of Shadowverse and Hearthstone but like not enough to like really you know be good at those games.
0: You know, but I think we have to recapture that sense of competition locally. One of the great things about those older style games like whether it's fighting games, arcade mm-hmm. or like early consoles is you didn't have to be the best in the world. If you were just kind of competing with your own like your own um school grade, mm-hmm. right? Or like, you know, friend group. That was enough for a sense of competition, a sense of success, a sense of like pecking order. So I think hopefully I kind of wa- I kind of want us to go more in that direction rather than just trying to compete with some kids in China who play 18 hours a day, you know.
1: But but do you think like the current like trend of matchmaking in online games have like kind of made kids like lose self esteem? Like there was always a kid who was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm the best. Like I've never lost a game of like Mortal Kombat or I've never lost a game of like Smash Brothers. And like at that back then like there was no online play for these games. You just played locally. Mm-hmm. And he, that kid's probably not lying. So he was he, in his mind he was like really good, right? He might have thought he was, like, the best ever, right? But because there was no online play to kind of, like, smush you and let you realize how shitty you actually are, like, people felt good about themselves. But now, with online play, nobody feels good about themselves. Everybody knows there's somebody better than them. Like, everybody knows there's always somebody better than them. But back then, you could pretend, like, yo, I am undefeated. I play Bowser. I don't know how to do anything in Melee, but I beat all my, my friends who suck. And we play with items only. because That's how we That's how we roll.
0: That, like, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I never thought of that. But... So I think I really do matchmaking is an engine for frustration. Because yes, that's interesting. Even, that's if, good you, point. even if you weren't good, there, there was literally the case that in your friend group, you would win 90% of the matches, right? Mm-hmm. You still lose some, but 90% of the you would win. But online, mm-hmm. if you do matchmaking, everybody wins exactly 50.1%. right? Because yes. as you get better, it puts you against better people. So you can mm-hmm. never win more than 50% of your games. Mm-hmm. So you never get to feel like you achieved anything. Because you never get to feel like, okay, I'm good. I can relax. It's always it's always a razor's edge. You know, your next matchmaking match.
1: That's a good point. I mean, maybe that is why a lot of people get you know pretty toxic on, on games like League and Dota, where because you're always winning like about fifty percent, and I feel like you kind of know it's designed that way, but then it makes it makes the loss streak feel exceptionally bad. Well, like if you lose like six games in a row, and you're like, oh my god, I fell so far. I was supposed to win fifty percent, but I didn't. Am I horrible? What's going on? Must be my teammates. F those guys. You know, like if, it, it does create an engine of frustration in an interesting way. It's obviously an unintended mechanic. So I still think it, it's still net positive. I think because I think so. it has to be net positive, otherwise every game company in the world wouldn't do well, it.
0: It's just easier to make a game online than the co-op. You know, I, I think nobody's cracked the code of making co-op a, a local, local, um, competitive, popular. You know, there's a few companies we talked about in the past, like Super League Gaming and stuff, trying to organize yeah. small local tournaments for certain games. I know even um the local, Dave and Buster's clone, what's it called, games shop or something. They're trying to do like local esports tournaments. Mm-hmm. But somehow, somehow they haven't really caught the zeitgeist.
1: That's true. I, I, everything is kind of defaults to like uh, you know this this matchmaking now. You know, mm-hmm. you're always competing against people online. Though I, I would say Nintendo still kind of has that like that couch gaming feel with a lot of their titles. Only because Nintendo Online just tends to suck ass. You know, <laughs> not not by like I'm sure they wanted to go to matchmaking around, and they do have matchmaking in Smash, but just, it's just online is always frustrating with Nintendo titles. And playing with your friends online is frustrating too because of the friend codes. But just it's a laggy hot mess playing online in general. So that game, that game still gets a lot of couch play.
0: I'm curious if anyone in chat has had, has had this experience where, where I feel like when I'm climbing uh, matchmaking, it's always adrenaline, never dopamine. You know, but if I'm playing like Smash, I, you know, I get invited to someone's house with like you know, eight people, they all take to Basically, it's me facing them one by one, and I keep winning.
1: But, but, I'll, but I'll tell you, do you think that's fun for them where they're just looting and stomped every game?
0: Well, here's the thing, though. At least I'm having fun. In the in the matchmaking, nobody's having fun. Everyone is <laughs> adrenal Everyone's on adrenaline. Twenty four. You know the whole match. And if they win, it's it's, it's this, it was this close. And then the next match, they try. They have to be focused again. And so it's always a razor's edge. It's never like a stomp. So I don't know.
1: All right, Althea, do you do any proposed solutions for the matchmaking conundrum? Like it just seemed like that is. Like, mathematically speaking, matchmaking solves a problem of like different skill balances and, and it does a mathematically good job of doing that by giving you 50-50 games, which like you said, though, they, they do end up being uh, like on the razor's edge and they become all adrenaline, all stressful, so no chance to relax.
0: This could be a test that a big company like Bright could do. Make it so one out of like 50 games or one out of 20 games, one person in the match is vastly overclassed to everyone else. But the, 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 But the game doesn't tell you this. So that We're one, guy gets, he gets a everyone? stomp. He gets a stomp that game, and he. So at least, and then they measure this. So he is, now he has dopamine, whereas everyone has
1: adrenaline. Yeah. But you you kind of naturally get that, don't you, all from just like having enough 50-50 games where one guy gets ahead and he stomps anyway. I feel like we kind of capture that automatically. No, but unless you want to make it like, I'm you curious know. what
0: the what the result would be if they just put you in a like you know a playpen with kids and you just get to smash them. <laughs> like, like, how what would that do for your you know uh. Desire to keep playing the game, you know, mm-hmm. will it make up for okay. like a 20 bad games you had? No,
1: I can't. No, the problem is, those other nine guys would have a horrible experience <laughs> getting ruffle stomped, or well, in this case, <laughs> five guys because you're probably. your team of four.
0: Or I, actually, I think we'd need more asymmetrical games. So uh, this could not happen in league, it would have to be a new game. But you know, things mm-hmm. like um... what's the game called? The one where the one guy's a monster and four people are the survivors. It's big on the five days to die, four days to die.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I know you talking about I forgot the name though. So uh, Dead by Daylight, Dead by Daylight. De-
0: de- yeah, there you go. Dead by Daylight. So Dead by Daylight, so you could have an asymmetrical game where people get to take t- Well, evolve is also no- it's a similar one. Where mm-hmm. you know, one guy gets to be overpowered compared to anyone. Another guy's got to like, you know, work together to overpower mm-hmm. him. So, at least everyone gets a feeling of power and the feeling of, you know, helplessness and it kind of rotates.
1: Maybe that's what Gunbound was trying to figure out when you played random and you got Ooh. the. No one going remember this Gunbound example because nobody plays Gunbound anymore or even probably remembers it. But when you played random and Gunbound, you'd get a random character. And like there was two OP characters you could only get by randoming. A very low chance to the get drag them. So Dragon of the Night or something? Dragon of the Night. So if you got either of those, you had a huge advantage. So I guess it kind of played with the idea. We have a random chance to be OP.
0: Actually, you know, MMOs are uniquely situated. To, to bring it back to MMOs, thank you, Derpy. But I think MRPGs are uniquely situated. To, to test these asymmetrical power systems where you could have, like, the top player, you know, be the... I know a lot of old Korean games did this, where the top player could be, like, the king, and he could control a giant avatar, but then mm-hmm. everyone else has to mob him or something, you know? So mm-hmm. there could be a lot of uh, ways to play with this. And I think, in the end, it's... We'll slowly have to do this after people can kind of get tired of this, you know, 50% grind matchmaking stuff.
1: But but that's the thing about, M- like, no, MMOs versus more, like, competitive gaming, right? I think MMOs are in a sweet spot where it's not, like, a matchmaking-style competitive gaming, where instead... It is very asymmetrical, You said already. You know, in some you know, team comps, some raids. If you're playing a pug group in FF14 or WoW, for example, you, know, you will get certain players that carry other players, mm-hmm. and like you do feel good when you carry other players. You always feel good. Like you look at your damage charts; these scrubs are hitting like six k damage on a black mage. I'm hitting like twelve like, k. Come on, this guy barely knows how to play. I'm going to carry him, and you feel good being the badass. You know?
0: Yeah. So teams need to get... rotate to make everyone. Everyone has to have a chance to feel like the badass once in a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's. <sighs>
1: the beauty of MMOs is they're not competitive in the same way you know, leagues, Counter-Strike, Dota, and whatnot are so I feel like you can still kind of achieve this through other, you know, other avenues in MMOs
0: yeah, I mean, we talked about this before but a few games achieve this by accident so games like mm-hmm. Counter-Strike, with this crazy headshot mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. 1 in a 100 matches, you'll have the bad player just basically spray, walk forward and kill the whole team, you know, like the whole enemy mm-hmm. team just all 5, spread, dead and that guy feels great for the next, you know, 50 rounds of losing
1: that that's what the RNG that the RNG of like yeah. the spray patterns and being generally unpredictable makes those mechanisms possible. Like you could have like the five best CSGO players and one like awful player, just one in a billion games, the one awful player could, could theoretically ace the five best CSGO player CS players in the world by literally closing his eyes and just mashing the shoot button. He could get absolutely lucky. But that can never happen in a game like chess or any game without RNG. Like it literally would never happen unless the guy just throws the game intentionally.
0: Okay, so here's, a, here's a, maybe a question we can tackle next time. I've got to think about it. How many people playing League, right? Mm-hmm. Or Dota or Counter-Strike are going into it with the chess mindset versus the play mindset? So I know you are as a, as a more competitive bound player. Mm-hmm. You know, when you queue for for a League, you view it as basically a chess match. like In terms of like... I play to win every game, you play yeah. play to win, right? Whereas I think a lot of people, the majority of people, play to play. Like they... You know knocking things down, killing stuff, you know, trying new moves, or try, you know, just doing shit in the game. That, that's fun for them, right? With the, you know, with winning being preferable, obviously, but you know, it's not being the, the only thing that matters.
1: I think for most people that are playing ranked, I mean, people are very ranked. Stress is a real thing. I, I, it just seems like most people are going into it just to win games. If they're not going into it just to win games, they'd be playing, you know, normal mode or unranked.
0: All right, Well yeah, I, I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. But do you want, do you want to uh, talk about that league? afk thing we want to hit the our game of the year thing let's quick?
1: hit let's hit the game of the year award first all right it's the beginning of 2020 okay the most highly watched game of the year awards in the world all right MO's.com. all right there was a bidding war for the game of the year this year okay we had we had blizzard we had square enix just begging to give us money to make them number one which obviously i'm kidding they weren't but uh wow classic took the number one shot over here and it, I, I don't think it can be underestimated just how big of a game wow classic is
0: yeah, yeah. And and honestly, I'm kind of relieved that Wild WoW Classic came out this year because the rest of the field, like, remember, we only give our game of the year to games that came out this year. So mm-hmm. not improved games, you know, like just this year. So the competition was very, very sparse. You know, we had Astellia Online, a few, you know, no-name RPG. I feel
1: I would feel dirty giving it to Astellia. Like, you win by default because there's, like, no other games launched in 2019. Yeah. Like, no other PC RPGs really launched in 2019. So it... it I would feel dirty even to tell you. So, even though WoW Classic is kind of a relaunch, it squeaked by. We gave it to them.
0: Yeah, and what surprised me was how big the launch was. So Omar, Omar and I were there for day one, and we right. had all the same problems you have in a huge new launch, you know, in the past, where they had to open more servers than they thought. There were twelve-hour queues to get in,
1: you know. Those twelve-hour queues lasted like a month. All yeah. right, it's like you always had to stay logged in if you wanted to keep playing.
0: Yeah. Well, they gave free transfers to new servers, but if you wanted mm-hmm. to play on your initial choice, yeah, there was there were queues for you know weeks. Uh, the, and remember, the servers launched initially with something called sharding, where there's multiple copies of the whole world in each server, and they clo- they collapse those now. They're gone now, so there's only one instance of the world in each thing. But they they clearly were ready for a big influx, and they got an even bigger one than they expected. So it shows you that people Wild Classic is on a meme. It's still going. It's still big. I see a lot of people still playing, uh, and yeah.
1: And, and beyond just the numbers, uh, just to recap some quick numbers real quick, on the on the, on uh, Activision Blizzard's earnings report, they clarified that with the launch of WoW Classic, WoW had the single biggest increase in quarterly users and subscribers in the game's history. The launch of WoW Classic increased subscribers more than any other quarter in the game's history. So they've added millions of subscribers because of WoW Classic's launch. That that was a huge boost to the game's popularity. And besides the actual data, I'll try and have some anecdotal evidence, which is a fun story as well. You know, when the game launched, one of my buddies quit his job to, to basically play wild WoW Classic. All that he he prepared, he quit his job, he's ready to go. The moment the game launched, he never stopped playing. I asked for his slash play time. He's got like four level 60s now, three or four level 60s, and he's been you know rating hardcore rating every single one of them. I think the game launched. It was it like September first or Something late like August, that. right? Yeah, 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 And he basically has like, if the game's been out for like 70 days, he has like 45 days of in-game play time, like literally non-stop playing since the game launched. And my other buddy who's playing with him. I played with him as well for a bit. He was jealous because he, he had a job, right? And he was like, since WoW Classic launched, he made a commitment. I am going to get fired from my job so I can play WoW Classic all day. Because if he gets fired, he he collects unemployment benefits. If he quits on his own, he doesn't get unemployment benefits. So he was trying to get fired for like months, all right? And, and they just wouldn't fire him. So he just got so mad and he just quit. He's like, you know what? Battlegrounds <laughs> came out. I don't want to get fired anymore. It's taking too long. They won't fire me. These guys suck. And he quit his job when, when BGs came out for WoW Classic. So he he forfeited his unemployment benefits just to play WoW Classic, right? He was trying to get fired. He was begging to get fired, so he can play WoW all day. But now his wish was granted. He quit his own job, so he didn't get the benefits. But he is playing WoW Classic all day and every day. So it's 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 a remarkable. It, it is insanity, but it shows you the power of World of Warcraft and how how addictive a truly good game can be. I think honestly, I'm jealous. I'm envious of, of, of my two friends that are playing WoW Classic this much because it's been a while since I've had this hit where like I, I have to be like. Being able to sit down in front of a PC, in front of my computer, and just playing a game and not realizing 12 hours have passed—I miss that feeling. Fortunately for me, I think I've had it, you know, more recently than you. With various tiers of Final Fantasy XIV raids coming out, I do get the like brief, brief periods where I'll play like literally 16 hours a day and not realize 16 hours passed. And it's a great feeling for some reason, but it only lasts for me like about a week or two weeks before I, you know, clear the content and move on. But that—I miss that feeling. And they've been having that feeling for months at a time. Obviously, I shouldn't miss oh, it, but I, but I do. There's a
0: guy down the street called uh, Scats who sells some heroin. Okay, it'll
1: oh, try, it'll give
0: you right what you want,
1: right? Uh, honestly, though, it is. Uh, Gary the draft. I still get that feeling. There you go. It it probably. I don't think it's unfair to compare it to, like a drug hit because it, it really is an interesting feeling where you can just literally play sixteen hours. It's it's so amazing. I, I, I kind of look back at it, and it really does feel like I was probably like on drugs or something, because that that feeling of just like being so immersed in what I'm doing, right, where I'm forgetting to eat, where I'll eat nothing all day, and before I go to sleep, I'll eat like I'll eat like seven Uncrustables or like like five Hot Pockets, right? That'll be my 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 dinner, just to like get sustenance for the next day. But it's it is it is a remarkable feeling. And Wild Classic is, is is firing on all pistons. I think uh, they've added new servers and players. You know the the queue times are gone. So if you want to play, it's still mega popular. And, you know, it's still doing really well. If you if you, have, if, you, know, if you want to get back into WoW Classic, you know, or World of Warcraft, rather, it's a good time to do so. And I think WoW Classic's success and the success of other progression servers, MapleStory, I'm calling guys, MapleStory pre-Big Bang official server is going to launch this year. That's my guess. They've already done experiments with, you know, the, the, the lab servers. I think we're going to get a pre-Big Bang MapleStory uh, server this year.
0: Speaking of MapleStory, first of all, they got to fix the client. I mean yeah, the been shit forever. There's like a seventy percent chance when you launch Maple Story, it just doesn't open. So you gotta keep trying. Mm-hmm. So that is unacceptable. I don't know what's going on with that. But I actually got I made a new character and got to level two hundred um before the end of the year. It's like a little ritual I have. I, I basically make a new burning character mm-hmm. every holiday season and see how far I can get in like a week. And every mm-hmm. year it gets easier because they make the experience easier. So I did hit two hundred. My first two hundred, but it doesn't mean anything anymore because now the max is like two seventy five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it was fun. I I, I still enjoyed playing uh Maple Story.
1: Uh, Let's move on to our game of the year list. We have our our best expansion of the year. Uh, Really, not too many contenders even made it to this, but we gave it to FF14 Shadowbringers, I think, as I think a lot of websites already did as well. In fact, I think IGN gave like the best continuing game uh, to FF14 Shadowbringers as well. And a lot of other, I think Shadowbringers is one of the highest rated Final Fantasy games, period, like in in the the longest time. I think since like Final Fantasy 10 or something. So it's pretty universally liked. Uh, I played through the story. We're talking about being immersed in a game. When I was rating FF14, I do get that 14 hour, 15 hour periods where I, I do nothing but rate, right? But when FF14 Shadowbringers came out, I'm playing an MMORPG in the more traditional sense where I'm just playing the game. I'm leveling up. I'm going through the story, doing some dungeons. Like that was my experience in Shadowbringers where I was playing nonstop. I beat the, I, I finished the main story quest and all the content of Shadowbringers pretty much in the first, uh, in the first week it came out. So I was playing all day for that first week and that was really fun as well. So I, I really enjoyed the game. I, I actually, I've been trying to get Altai to uh, play through Shadowbringers just to experience the story of an MMORPG. I, I do think it's the first expansion of the game with a really good story. You know, I thought it was better than Heaven's Heaven's Word. I thought it was a lot better than the base game story and a lot better than the the, the Stormblood story. So I, I actually really like the storytelling of uh, of Shadowbringers. I'm just kind of afraid that they're going to take it into a really bad direction in the future, but I'll have to wait and see for that.
0: I think that's one of the crowning achievements of Final Fantasy fourteen is that they combined uh, mm-hmm. a good raid system, housing, uh, guilds, you know, these uh, trading, you know, a marketplace, these MMORPG fe- social features. They combine that with a traditional RPG, you know, mm-hmm. sing- basically single player, right? The, the story, is mm-hmm. basically single player experience, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's a pretty lengthy one, right? Like, how long does it take for?
1: The- oh my god! You made a new character and going through just just well, the main story quest, well, zero say, side quests. Let's quest.
0: just say one the current expansion.
1: I don't know, at least 30 hours. That's,
0: that's, that's a full size game right there, pretty
1: much. Yeah, and, right. and, and we're, we're saying you ignore all the side quests, and there are a million side no, you quests.
0: Do, well, you do, let's say you do, you do them as you hit them. Like, you don't got it your way, but you just but do But still,
1: again, every map is designed to give you a million side quests. Like, you, you can really, like, what ff worked does really well is they do tell you the lore of the world, like, through optional side quests. So you won't know a lot of, like, minutiae about the game if you don't do the side quests, right? Those are just there if you really want to, like, get encyclopedic knowledge of, like, certain events in the game, certain characters in the game, how things unfolded. You really get that through the side quest, but the main story quest, like you said, is basically a single player RPG. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and this game, you know, Final Fantasy, has combined those two really well, yeah. and and they do it over and over again. Like every two years, these, these expansions sell well; they grow the mm-hmm. the population keeps going up, so that's good. It's, it's a healthy game. Uh, we're not going to get an expansion this year, right? Because uh, no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So yeah, uh, but uh, I think FF fourteen and ESO are really the only like big western well no what well, eso is western developed this is japanese developed right mm-hmm. These are the only two big uh like MMORPGs in the west along with world of Warcraft, obviously these three games are really the big the big three os, OS old school runescape has kind of been running for a long time as well it's also super popular but it doesn't have like the same you know main story quest the main like jrpg style storytelling as a game like or big storytelling the way eso or, or final fantasy 14 does and this is an all-time high in popularity you know uh final fantasy 14 where he's reported like the highest ever quarterly earnings for the MO division, which obviously compared to certain like mobile games is still not a lot of money. But we still have a few games still thriving in this environment where, you know, basically mobile games, other like and, and MOBAs and Battle Royales are, are doing really well. We still have a handful of games being you know, ff fourteen, World of Warcraft, Old School RuneScape, and ESO doing really well.
0: Yep. And uh as far as wow, the classic did really well this year, but I think the the retail expansion did not age well. I mean, people were excited the first month, mm-hmm. It quickly kind of became a disaster. Uh, the population went down, and I think we mentioned that uh, it very, it's very possible that WoW subscribers actually dipped below Final Fantasies for a bit. But obviously, with the launch of Classic, I think it's oh, a hundred
1: percent with WoW Classic. They're they're more much higher than FF14. But I think uh, there was one point where FF14 could have had higher numbers. Yeah.
0: Now let's let's move on to our most anticipated, and this one is interesting because when i actually had a chance to play the alpha for temtem uh just before the podcast so most anticipated obviously it went to temtem and this is after last year's going to lost ark so i think kind of lost Ark kind of dropped the ball because it came out what two years ago now in in korea and also all of last year it it could have been out here too but i think it just took too long Mm -hmm. Uh, and i i've lost steam when other more viable products have been introduced like temtem isn't you know string us along. the Alpha's out. It's playable. We've and I both played it, and it's it works like a charm. It's smooth. The graphics look great. It's bright, vibrant, and it does, it does exactly what it says it's, it's going to do. It's basically, you know, a Pokemon clone.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, um, we we both only played it for about thirty minutes. Somebody asked, uh, "Is it overrated?" Uh, it, it's going to be launching with only like a handful of Temtems in the game, so it's not going to have like a crazy number of like a crazy amount of content. They've already said that with their early access, they're going to be launching with some uh, pretty limited amount of content. So. Because of that, like don't expect a full-blown, you know, Pokemon More PG just yet. But from what I've seen, I'm already really impressed. It runs really well. So the the early access is going to be launched with a 20-hour campaign with four boss dojos, which I guess are going to be like gyms. Uh the game is co-op. There'll be seventy-six temtemps to catch. Obviously not nearly. You know, my my kind of benchmark was 150 for the original Pokemon. But you know, that's just with the early access. Uh, there's customization, there's a breeding system, there's shiny temptemps, PV battles play of the world to explore but they're gonna be adding a lot more when the game comes out I mean, it fully launches they expect over 161 temtem yeah. you know there's it, a pick and ban rank pp system ooh. and this game i was so impressed already just just uh the, the fluidity of the game you know when i launch the game i start walking around i see other players walking around the persistent you know world of temtem and the actual battles themselves they're really fluid and it, it's just a really like it just feels good to play like the production value is there
0: you know, there's a there's a there's an unquantifiable element when you launch a new game, either keyboard or mouse or controller, and you just move. You just you just go look. You look left, right. You walk a little, and you can tell right away if it's got that smoothness or not. You know, so mm-hmm. many like indie games or clunky games, just you could tell from the first five seconds that okay, it's one of those games. Like it might be fun, but you know, I kind of feel weird moving. But uh, Ten time is not like that. It feels smooth right off the bat.
1: So they go ahead and show uh <laughs> there's a the. The interesting thing when, when you make your character, because in the game's character creator, you don't just pick a male or female the way you would do in, in, in you know a lot of other games. I It's the first game I've seen where you just kind of choose a male-ish looking body or a female-ish looking body. And at the end, instead of picking a gender, you pick your pronoun.
0: Yeah, that's true. I've never seen this before. I mean, we kind of memed about it for a while in the past, uh, but this is the first time I've seen it, guys. So there's no male, gen- no female. And once you're done with your character, you can choose your pronoun. She, her, he, him, they, them now
1: obviously i think a lot of people are going to get kind of like a knee-jerk reaction to like oh my god the sjw is a ruining gaming but like i thought about it for a second like who and i realized who cares like it's is this really hurting anyone's experience of the game and my answer is no i'm curious what you think
0: no and, and here's the thing though i would prefer you don't pick a gender or a pronoun you just make a character like why, why do they need this part
1: Ooh, that's a good point maybe just leave it with the body because like you yeah. could choose a body at the beginning with like kind of you know you got boobs hanging out and then you know, broader shoulders is one of the body types. So just choose a body type, and then your your, your pronoun doesn't matter then. If you can communicate it yourself if you want in game.
0: Or you can just choose your name? You know, like so if your name is Rimute, be like, hey, hello, Rimute. Like what, what's mm. up? They don't have to say hey him or hey, you know, like when would it come up in chat? I don't know.
1: Uh add dumb, it is not a sponsored review. If we get paid to uh talk about any game, we, we do disclose it pretty openly. We we mentioned how much we get paid if we talk about certain games. But I, I wish they paid me. We did get a free copy of the game though. Uh, I requested it actually. They didn't give it to me. I, I emailed them, hey. I want, to, I want to check out the alpha, you know, give me that hookup, bro. I got the hookup, so. Again, we only played for, like, 30 minutes early on, but I was really impressed with what they saw already. Just because, like, we've seen so many Kickstarter games, like, kind of flop and nothing came out of them, but this game is already kind of delivering what they wanted. Like, I've seen the battles already. It very much feels like a Pokey Like, it, it, innovation-wise, it's not really innovative. It just took Pokemon and made a free to, like, an MMO version of it. It's not going to be free to play at launch. It's going to cost money, but... I'm surprised Nintendo dropped the ball this long. I can see Altai's character. We got Brock in the yeah. background. So I
0: made Brock as my character. Uh, let's see if I get banned.
1: Well, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna get banned, obviously. It's so funny though how much they copied the story of Pokemon. Like it's not that like they copied the world. Like you kind of like you wake up in your mom's house and they go, "Oh, you gotta talk to a professor. What's his name over there? You know, you're gonna be leaving to become a Pokemon trainer or something." And you leave your house, you choose from one of three Pokemon. They always one of three, and then you and then you have to battle. Um, you gotta battle your rival. In this case, they're called Max. So like just just like the setup, right? Is so identical to the trope and the, the basics of Pokemon. Which I think is okay. That's you know, not a big deal, they copied that, but I'm just surprised that Nintendo didn't do anything quite like this on their own. I think Nintendo's
0: one of those companies that needs competition to act. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping we get more uh competition. I know there's a game called Wargroove. It's kinda like um it's kinda like Advanced Wars, but like fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, and it it's really well received. So hopefully they make another Advanced Wars game now. We'll see. But I think I think Nintendo needs more people to clone them just so they can kind of get off their lazy butts, make you know, better online games, better quality games. Like so Pokemon, Sword maybe- and Shield is they could they, they've could do so much with that, but they're not. And I think Tempton might give them the you know the heat they need to start working harder at that.
1: So we're gonna show a gameplay video. I w I, I wanna talk a bit about a few of the differentiating things. I mean the game's in player housing as well eventually when it launches, which is which is pretty fun. But just the idea of like this persistent world Pokemon MMO where you can battle other players and they're going to be adding pick and band ranked PvP. I mean, this is going to be a real Pokemon game. And the beauty is they do have a few design decisions that Pokemon doesn't do. So I linked to another video. But well, first, just show, the, just, just show the gameplay. I want to talk about the game actually has no RNG. So from their design perspective, they wanted to design a Pokemon-like game without the RNG. If you've played Pokemon before, you know that RNG is clearly a pretty big part of the game. It kind of influences a lot of your decision-making in, in Pokemon. I mean, whether it's accuracy and stuff like that, I mean, there's, there's no accuracy in 10-10 uh, in, in either. Your hit's basically going to land every single time, or your hit's take a while to charge up. So they, they've kind of solved the, the RNG mechanic by by adding a stamina uh, mechanic to the game. So if, if you want to use certain powerful abilities, they take up more stamina than other abilities, right? And other abilities, to use them, you cannot use like certain attacks at the beginning of a fight. You'll know, you have certain attacks available with the, you know, on your first turn, and your second turn, they'll start charging up, and you can only use it after it's fully charged up. And when it's charged up, you can use it then, and then it starts recharging up again. And obviously the more powerful attacks take longer to be able to use later in the fight, as well as they require you to have, uh, use up more stamina. If you use abilities when you're out of stamina, you take damage yourself. So they're, they're basically trying to design the game around a hunter based skill and strategy rather than RNG, which Pokemon is notorious for. I mean, you could just lose a game to crits in Pokemon and, and, and missing attacks, you know, how many times have, you know, if you played Pokemon Showdown, you get a 10% proc or you miss a 90% attack, you know, stuff like that is, was clearly something Tamtam didn't want to have. So it's not this purely casual game as well. The designers by intent, have clearly thought about making something more more skill-based, which is interesting considering the look and feel of the game looks very much like Pokemon and it looks very much like a casual game. But I think they're going for a pretty hardcore feel too. I mean, they want to introduce pick and ban rank system as well. So they're, they're trying to design their game around you know building a good team and making good, good you know try to predict your opponent's moves and whatnot. So if, if you're interested in that, they do talk about a bit of the design philosophy on their on the original Kickstarter page, I'm sure on their website as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks great. And I think, like you said earlier, there's going to be a, like a ranked, competitive uh, matchmaking, too. I don't know about matchmaking, but like a, a ranked mm-hmm. system.
1: Yeah, it, looks, it looks pretty intense. Uh, again, Altan, I've only played right before the podcast began. I think the Alpha just started uh, last night as well, so we didn't get a chance to play it. But I'm probably going to play it later today as well. And it
0: alpha ends in, on Thursday. There's a mm-hmm. few stress tests from here uh, until like the middle of the month. And I think it should be coming on early access this month, too.
1: Yeah, this this is a game that we put as you know uh, most hyped game that's actually coming out like this month. Last mm-hmm. year again we talked about Lost Ark, and Lost Ark is still not out here in the West. My my prediction is Lost Ark will launch in the West this year. That's my prediction. I don't, think, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but it's gotta happen because if it doesn't happen this year, the hype is all gone. It's gonna be like Blade and Soul all over again, where people were so hyped for Blade and Soul, but the launch took forever.
0: All right, so next moving on here we got Horde.io for most innovative. So have you seen this one?
1: Uh, I've seen like, I watched a guy on Twitch play for like 10 minutes, but I didn't play it myself. I know you said you'd give it a try.
0: Yeah, so this is, it's online. So it's one of those IO sites. You just go to horde.io and You can just make a character. There's two factions, PVP, open world PVP, you know, there's monsters, there's levels. It's like a full feature, MMORPG, on your browser, no download. And it, and it just works. Everything works. You can make parties, you can, you know, whatever, it is drops. Is it PVE or just PVP? P- no, PVP and PvE.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, so there's a so team-based PVP. Um, and it works. It works very good, and I think it's it's smart that they jumped on this IO trend because these IO games are huge. You know, all, all the kids play them at school and on their, on their little iPads or whatever. So great! It's, it's I think it was a very nice little gem, and I think it's I think I think it's made by like two people, one artist, one one uh, coder. So it's amazing. I've been very see.
1: impressed with the IO games. I I, I don't think I have played that a bad IO game yet. Whether it's you know Agar, whether it's Servivio, the the, the PUBG like. Uh battle royale in the browser where there's hordes I/O games for whatever reason have been very very good mm-hmm.
0: so good yeah if them. you guys are on a pc right now you can just probably just check it out while you're watching uh maybe maybe we'll play it after the uh podcast too
1: and there's something to be said about uh just being able to launch a game and play it right away you know there's no build up look when you're playing ff14 to begin you know quote playing ff14 because it's got that jrpg look and feel you know you're not really gonna be playing the game for at least an hour okay between just like introduction and You know, walking around town, like killing your first enemy, you know, it took be like an hour before that happened. So with Hordes IO, you just jump right in.
0: Yeah. So that was last year. We gave it to a, a game that shut down like within a week. Do you remember? It was like some, oh, what was it called? It was like the one where it was kind of like Ramble the Mad God, but when you die, you keep like some traits that you get. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that, that was actually a really cool game. Uh, I forgot the name of it too now.
0: Yeah, it's dead though. It died like within like a month of. Uh...
1: What's funny is I think two years ago, Altai, we gave it to another game that shut down already. uh That was the. Master- it shut down Master- that year as well.
0: Master X Master-, Master.
1: Yeah, so we gave it to Master X Master, which shut down that year. Survived We gave it Survived by, nice. which also shut down, I think, that year. And maybe Altai, maybe the curse of the MOS.com most innovative award. Hordes.io guys confirmed the shutdown this year, all right? No. because we, game, whatever we whatever, whatever we give our most innovative game to just shuts down i know right well we'll see I mean, minikos it was a, both those games i think were really really impressive in terms of like their design features right i guess they weren't commercially viable but i, th- I think at least masterx master a lot of made a lot of weird mistakes in like who they were aiming to cater with that game so i don't know hopefully hordes.io doesn't make that mistake
0: in the best battle royale and can you believe it or not that Apex Legends came out in 2019? I mean, that one, it just wouldn't it, be default for that. best Yeah. Battle world. It was a huge game. What else, what else do we
1: have? There's been a couple of, like, mean ones. Yeah, some dukers.
0: But Apex Legends kind of pulled off what PUBG did in terms of it came out of nowhere, right? Like, Apex mm-hmm. Legends was, like, a total surprise release by EA and Respawn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, it was huge. It just took off. Everyone was playing this game. It did slow down, you know, a few months after launch, which is normal. Mm-hmm. But it's still a huge game. Huge esports scene growing around it. Uh, it's fluid, it's fast, it's good. It's a console NPC. It works. PUBG kind of suffered from like lag and hackers and cheaters and
1: disconnect. I still feel like it runs way smoother than, than oh, PUBG. It, it is buggy. It, it feels nicer.
0: We were talking about it with Temtem. So if you play PUBG today, even today, it's gonna as you move around, it's gonna be like buggy and laggy and like you're gonna feel clunkered. But when you play Apex yeah. Legends first time,
1: smooth. I'm not sure clunkered is a word all the time, but I I, I like the way you use it, though, because I feel like the way it just sounds like, you know, it is what it is. It's clunkered, moving around and PUBG still doesn't feel doesn't feel right. You know, when you launch PUBG for the first time, you invite a couple of friends into your lobby. It takes like eight seconds to appear in the background. It just you just know it's not going to run well.
0: Exactly. I wonder what the term is for this, but there's some kind of unquantifiable feel like to games like smoothness factor
1: yeah when you launch a game for the first time you run around you you get that right away
0: mm-hmm.
1: like i i knew from the get-go like the pubg was a fun game i, mean, I played a lot in beta in fact, i played it more like before it launched probably than after it launched it was a fun game but you were always fighting with just the way the game felt mm-hmm. pubg was made for windows 98 there you go
0: so i think last year we gave uh best battle royale to ring of elysium which was actually a growing game at the, that year but I think it's since then it's kind of fallen off on Steam charts yeah Let let's see yeah it's free-to-play it's owned by Tencent it, it gives you a nice spyware on your computer but you know it's a cost of progress
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's see ring Elysium.
1: yeah it definitely fell off I mean last year it was peaking at 63,000 players on Steam uh, it's since fallen quite a bit it averages 4,170 players now wow it's yeah it's it's fallen quite a bit That's it's a just... huge fall I think Apex Legends probably took a lot of steam out of this one. Yeah, Apex yeah. Legends launched in early 2019. That kind of corresponds to that big fall off.
0: That's crazy. From sixty thousand, over sixty thousand to now two thousand.
1: So, yeah, it just yeah. when a when a new battle royale game comes out, when a big game comes out, there really isn't that much room for a number three or four player, you know. And Rig of Reason was like, you know, could be the number three player potentially after after Fortnite and PUBG, right? But now you have Apex Legends that, that firmly took that number three spot. Crazy.
0: So it makes sense. Alright, so well that's that's Battle Royale. You know, Battle Royale, what do you guys think of that genre? I think we all have pretty high hopes for it that we're gonna see a whole bunch of a flood of these games. And we I think we saw more of a trickle. Like there was a few big games, a lot of really dupe games, but nothing really in the middle.
1: I'm disappointed, honestly. Very disappointed with how stale the genre has been. I feel like it could be way better. I, I remember reading I remember when PUBG first came out. They said they're going to aim for like more players in a single map. Yes. But we're still at 100 players in PUBG. Like, come on! Like, the hope. Like, what was really cool about Battle Royale was like, wow, there's 100 players in on the island. We got to survive to be the last one standing. Why not 200 players? Why not 300 players? Like, where? Why can't we do that? That would be way more fun and intense. Because so much of PUBG is spent like, there's a balance between like running around picking up loot and fighting. And I feel like when I'm playing PUBG, so much time is spent not fighting. Yes. And it's- if you just had more action, I think it'd be more fun more rewarding if you win with more than 100 players. I think most players would prefer that as well.
0: We need a good Battle Royale that's maybe not a shooter. Yeah, you know, a few companies have tried that as well, but nothing has worked. I mean, what's it called? Ash Creation, Apocalypse. There was like Nine Dragons one, right?
1: The Nine Dragons, Kung Fu Renalte. No one's played that game except you and me, All right, Literally nobody.
0: There was actually a bigger game that kind of went for the whole Battle Royale with, without guns. But it also kind of floundered.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's another one in development. I forgot the name of it. I, I get emails about it once in a while. but They're, they're, they're trying to make a non-shooter, non-FPS one. Mm-hmm.
0: MapleStory 2 out a Battle Royale. That's right. So did uh, Black Desert. Black Desert. Um, Yeah, Spellbreak might be the one. Spellbreak,
1: that's yeah. the one. It's uh, TJ. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that played the Call of Duty Battle Royale enjoyed it as well. Battle right rip battle right though. The game is pretty dead right now. Well,
0: what was the Paladins one called there the Paladins battle royale? That was kind of big for like a hot month. yeah realm royale realm royale was big for like a month and then I bet it's dead now
1: uh, I think it's dead too, but no no I, I think it was making a bit of a comeback last time. I checked on steam charts. So let's take a look Let's take a look. I look. enjoyed realm royale. I thought it'd be more popular than it is
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's been no, it's been it's been it's been dying. It's down to I mean it really did stabilize Uh, probably Speaking of this year kinda you yeah, mean... got cut in half from January till this January. Yeah, I don't know. But the bleed is—I is, is, think it's kind of stopped bleeding lately. All right, <laughs> it's never gonna hit that peak again that it got hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I—I I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Mm-hmm. Doesn't look good. Not looking good, boys. Not looking good. All right, hit that. Hit that worst one all time. Most disappointing.
0: Where did I put that? I—I I lost my uh.
1: S- spoilers. It's anthem.
0: So, yeah, most disappointing is Anthem. That's right.
1: Yeah. Not too much to be said about that one. I mean, everyone's already been talking about this for a while. Well, there's, yeah, uh, there's
0: one thing to be said about this. All right. Okay. EA has other divisions, right? Why do they keep tasking Bioware, which is like the king of single-player RPGs, why do they keep tasking them with these online-only games? You know, like... Good point. Right? Just get get one of your other million studios. You know, they bought... Uh, a, EA actually bought an MRPG studio. Uh, the one that made Dayok. Mythic. Mythic, right? So but then they closed it. Whatever. But clearly they have other divisions that could make online games. Why are they tasking it to the guys known for these isometric D and D RPGs, right? And I don't know. So it's crazy. And it didn't It's very out. strange
1: too, like you said, because there are like Paradox for example is very very well known for making their grand strategy games, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep making the same kind of game they're really good at making. Mm-hmm. You know, let Bioware make the games they're good at making. You know, don't distract them with this online, you know, MO style game like Anthem. It's just it is, it is very strange. You, know, you have other studios for that, like you said. Ooh, yeah. Fallout 76 was also, you know... That was, was, was up there
0: for, for most disappointing. But the thing is, at least uh, for whatever reason, there are some people playing Fallout 76 still. Whereas Anthem is just basically dropped off the face of the earth.
1: I mean, the, the bugs, though, in Fallout 76 were pretty notorious. I'm sure you've seen the Internet Historian videos. Yes. And if you haven't seen those, well, worth checking out. And there's other videos, too, of, like, all the disastrous launch of that game and how many problems it's had
0: there's actually a more recent bug with uh fallout uh 76 you can actually walk up to people and just loot their inventory
1: nice that seems like a pretty game-breaking bug how does that happen <laughs> in a non-like indie game you know if it's an indie game with one developer yeah it makes sense you know yikes what a great bug yeah nice
0: it, 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 There's some funny youtube videos of people like just doing it and people going where's my stuff
1: uh, also, in terms of, like what's coming up next, uh, also related to Fallout and kind of what do you think about New World Altai? Do you think that's going to succeed?
0: You know what's funny? We are it's
1: coming out, you know, it's it actually going to happen. It is coming out, but they totally
0: reworked some big mm-hmm. chunks of it. You know, here's the thing: first, it was about coming to the New World, being America, right, and then you know fighting the natives and stuff. But then they got lashback from imperialism or like you know like some kind of white guilt stuff. I don't know. Like they literally just wanted to make a game where you know you kind of reenact the age of exploration. You come to America. But they couldn't do that because of the PC police. So instead, there's like some Magic Island now with like magic Roman legionnaires, like these skeleton Romans now. So they changed a lot of the setting to mm-hmm. peace people. Uh, and they, it seems like they moved away a little bit from the whole survival aspect. It's more like an R- MMORPG with like, you know, just combat and
1: normal story. I mean, there's still crafting and stuff, too, but it does seem like they, they moved a bit away from the original like... Yes. Like frontier. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So it was a new world that was supposed to be like the frontier, like the Americas, settled Americas. But now it's just like a survive. You're just basically on this weird magic island doing magic quests and killing skeletons.
1: And the game's coming out in May 2020 for 40 bucks on Steam. And one of the big changes they made is that PvP now is opt-in, so you can't just attack that's or kill anybody change. anymore. That, that's a drastic change from like their design philosophy where before it's more like Rust, where if you're you know you're wandering around outside town, you, you know, or anywhere you could just die. You know that that's that's the whole point of a survival game. So they took away PvP from being you know anything goes frontier. To being opt-in which which i think isn't necessarily a bad design decision because obviously the hardcore you know the hardcore survival element doesn't have a big audience but it is such a drastic change from their initial like vision you know it seems kind of strange that they they decided to make a hardcore game and they, they took away the hardcore elements later on
0: uh, but you know to their credit they flew a bunch of people in and they did a few alpha fa- you know testing so maybe mm-hmm. this is the feedback they got back the people just mm-hmm. didn't want to play what they had you know so i can't totally blame them for having to change you know
1: i'm just always so worried when a game changes that much can it really be good i mean yeah it's certainly possible but i don't know it makes me hesitant to really like jump into it you know
0: yeah but i mean as long as it's free i'll test it out we'll see how it's not going
1: to be free. it's forty dollars
0: it's forty dollars but here's the thing if you had you pre-ordered it when it was free which you could have done on amazon.com i didn't bother because i thought if it's free who cares i'll do why pre-order i'll just get it when it's free but, so now it costs money. But anybody who pre-ordered it gets, gets to have it for free. They got an email.
1: Wow. Should have, should have pre-ordered New World for free on Amazon. Ripperino.
0: hmm well, There you
1: go. <sighs> I mean, I know Chaos Shield played it for quite a bit. He talked to me about it. But uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not super optimistic. I hope it does well, though. Only because I do want to see more MMOs out there. And they're clearly... Even if it's like this weird mix of MMORPG and survival MMO, and like, it could be interesting to do it well. So I'm, I'm always rooting for it. I, think, I, I like to think I'm an optimist, even though we do kind of shit on a lot of games on the podcast. But uh, I do always hope for the best. Like, like even Star Citizen, honestly, I hope the game comes out and I hope they deliver like even half what they promised. I mean, there's no reason to root for someone's uh, like demise. You know, you get the, what's that word? Trinofude or something.
0: The, the German word. That no one yeah, we were so. both
1: pronouncing it horribly wrong, though. Like, I, don't know, I, I really do wish uh, Astro Creation and Star Citizen come out because I, I do want to see a more thriving MO atmosphere. No, Crowfall's still not out, Leo Wolf. Which at this point, like, it feels like yeah, of course it's not out, dude. That game's never going to come out.
0: Star Citizen. 20... There's mm-hmm. actually a little bit of an update on Star Citizen. So Crytek uh is trying to pull so suspend one of the counts as suing for. It. So one of the in the lawsuit, one of them was so Star Citizen bought one license, one engine license, but they're making two games, right? Star Citizen and what was it so The single player one, whatever. Yeah, Squadron 42. Squadron. So they want to they want to suspend that one. So they can, because they don't think the game is gonna come out anytime soon. Squadron.
1: Wait, is this Squadron the one that's actually gonna come out? It's a single-player game?
0: Well, Crytek doesn't think it's gonna come out in the next few years. Otherwise, they would have not, you know, suspended that one.
1: Interesting. So th-
0: this is the speculation based on the lawsuit progress, but we'll see what that means actually. Mm-hmm. And I see, we got one more category here. And that is Black Desert Mobile as our Mobile Game of the Year. Now, this wasn't exactly an exciting category for us, but with how big this MMORPGs specifically are now on mobile, we had to t- at least talk about it. Uh, there was a- actually a pretty big list of mobile MMORPGs this year, uh, being Tales of Wind, Dawn of Isles, World of Kings. Uh, but a lot of these are very generic names, as you can probably tell. At least Black mm-hmm. Desert Online, I feel like they kind of put together the best package with the generic pieces of this sh- mobile genre mm-hmm. right so it's not good it's not any different than world of kings it's a little more polished right a little more original in terms of like the visuals like world of kings just looks like wow they just copied wow um so mm-hmm. whereas black desert at least has a little bit of a unique aspect to it
1: was perfect world mobile any good the game's really popular in china i, I downloaded and played it but it-, it really just felt like i was autoplaying and i'd rather auto play in black desert mobile than i was autoplaying in uh Perfect World Mobile. Perfect World Mobile did a really cool uh, AR feature where you can actually like take your character in game and like superimpose it with the AR in like, your living room with the camera feature. And it looks really stupid, but it was really fun to play with. Like it was it was so dumb that it was fun. And you can of course make your character look absurd. I mean that's kind of like a signature staple of Perfect World. Like you can make your character creation like ridiculous. So doing that with the AR camera was was pretty fun in Perfect World. Mobile. But beyond that's like the most fun I've had you uh, know in Perfect World Mobile. I mean Rootscape is available on mobile as well. So there you go. That's probably
0: RuneScape Mobile won our award last year um, mm. for this category. And it's, I, n- nothing quite like it. it has come out this year, unfortunately.
1: It's also like a real MMORPG, uh, yeah. no, RuneScape Mobile, versus, you know, these other autoplay games.
0: Oh, there's a little update on mobile here. So Tales of Wind, which is a mobile MMORPG, I think they actually launched a PC version recently. Yep. So if you want to check it out...
1: Uh, the game is also really bad, but you should only check it out if you want to play a bad game with hilariously bad voice acting. Yes. I know All Time Me played for, like, the first hour, just like, just a list of the voice acting. It is so bad that it's funny. So read the story, list of the voice acting, you'll get a good laugh out of it and you'll uninstall it in an hour and you'll call it, you know, a little fun little mini session of gaming over there. But it's so bad that it's fun. Also Chinese autoplay, pay to win, nonsense game. So and- I'll tell you, we're talking about, uh we're talking a little bit about uh old school RuneScape. RuneScape, I'll tell you, did you hear about uh Bloodstone? No. Okay, there's a game called Bloodstone and it launched, I think, just uh, a couple days ago, actually into uh free to play. It's a Bra- i think it's a brazilian developed game let's see what so take a look at this game you just skip like uh skip like 55 seconds to show the actual like gameplay from around there it's available in both i think english and portuguese and it's it looks a lot like tibia and runescape i mean it's very clearly inspired by tibia i, I know they love tibia and runescape oh, down wow. down in You're south right. america just like tibia yeah but it looks it looks a little bit different yeah. but for some reason i don't know why I actually, I kind of like the graphics here. It yeah. makes me want to try this game. Honestly, For some reason, this this looks more attractive to me. than a lot of like more modern looking games. Hmm. This looks like some of the old Ultima games as well.
0: Well, I think the, the era of remasters is upon us. So remasters, remakes, and uh, spiritual successors of these old classic games with, with you know similar graphics, gameplay, but with a new engine, so it's smooth and you know, runs on modern hardware. Uh, I think that that's a, there's a bright future in that in that niche.
1: I mean, uh, Levo said that's exactly how Tibia looks now. I mean, do you mean exactly exactly? Like, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a different game. I, I don't think it's just not a, I don't think it's a Tibia private server. At least I don't think it is, right? It's not built as a Tibia. No, private No, it's, it's not
0: exactly. It's a, it's, it's like, okay. but like you know, they, it's it's super inspired. It's like Temtem, I guess, and and uh,
1: yeah. And Pokemon. I mean, I, mean, I would say more so because like, even though like the art style, is probably a little bit different. But here it looks like even visually, like the exact same art style mm-hmm. as as Tibia. Wait, the game is available free to play on, on, on Bloodstone Online. If you guys are curious, and it looks uh, a lot
0: better than like a poorly made 3D MMORPG. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, that, yes, exactly, hundred percent. Like there's some, you know,
1: that's good. You, know, you you can you can judge a lot altai about a man's uh, autoplay. So I'm looking at altai's autoplay in the background. We got the some beats you can listen to on the right side. You got some Joe Rogan. You got oh, some uh, you got some Rudy from Alpha Investments. Yeah, not, not a bad not a bad. Uh, it's
0: a lot of, Set a lot of,
1: a lot of background music video. while I'm just reading and so. stuff. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be embarrassed to always show what's on my autoplayer, right? Oh, what? A- <laughs> some, some stuff comes on there sometimes, all right?
0: Maybe all right? maybe after our, after the podcast, the post-game, <laughs> we can take a look at that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that Blusso game, I think, looks pretty cool. I actually do want to give it a try. I might do a first look for it. I haven't done a first look in a while because we haven't any real you know PCM RPGs to cover. But this just launched, so I'm, I do want to do a first look for Temtem as well. That'll probably come first. Mm-hmm.
0: Good, hopefully 2020 some nice games come out so I can
1: play some good games, you know. It's
0: been a it's been a dry it's been a dry year in 2019.
1: Well, we do have a uh, you, you did say remasters. Uh, we do have another game coming out this year that uh probably should have came out like 5 years ago, but it didn't. Uh Sega opened up their collaboration sign-ups in North America for Fancy Star Online 2. It's actually going to happen here in the West finally. You know, this is a game they had the website for coming soon forever and they just shut the website down I think last year. But now, you know, with, with the partnership with Microsoft PSO2 is going to happen. There's no I don't think there's a firm release date just yet. And I think this first closed beta was only for Xbox users. But uh there will be something for Windows 10 and PC launch this year. And, you know, honestly, this is definitely one of the better of the of the instance dungeon persistent hub style games. You know, they really there's a whole lot of games like this. They okay. get a whole lot of games like Vindictus, Soul Worker, Closers, you know. It, 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 there's a million games that follow this formula. And this is one of the few, you know. This is one of the few Japanese developed MRPGs. All right. Altai. I'm curious
0: if this is a little bit too too little too late though. But well, how do you think it's, oh, it's
1: definitely it's definitely late, all right, for sure. But the Japanese version of this game is still popular all It's mm-hmm. still very popular. Ooh, good point, Nam Wanderer. He's saying Sega only announcing so they can hold on to their international copyrights and block private server attempts and they don't actually want to release it, which is very strange because this game
0: No, I don't think I, so. I do think hmm. that's true. Because I think they're being paid by Microsoft to bring it here.
1: Yeah, that too. Microsoft's, Microsoft wants you know,
0: exclusives um, in North America so they can compete with uh, PlayStation Five. I mean,
1: also, in, in Sega's earnings report, like I, I look at all these Japanese companies' uh, earnings presentations and reports, and PSO Two is consistently listed as one of the top games for Sega every single quarter. So this is probably the biggest money maker for Sega out of like all their games. Wow! That PSO Two yeah. still makes tons of money for Sega, and it's only out in Japan. So the game is consistently popular and profitable in its home market of Japan which makes me wonder why it took this long to come out. Why do they have to wait for Microsoft to bribe them to launch this game in the West? Like, Why do they do it on their own? It's clearly a successful game.
0: It, it is strange. And I I think, you know, as someone who doesn't play Xbox, whoever had an Xbox, I'm kind of grateful for Microsoft because...
1: You get cut off all time? Hello? Oh no, What's going on? We lost them.
0: No, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Maybe you just lost me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I just lost you for a second.
0: All right. Anyway, Microsoft is actually doing us a lot of favors this year because they're bringing us you know, Fantasy Star Online, Cartwright, uh, Cart Racer, and Crossfire. So a lot of these big Asian games are coming here because of Microsoft.
1: i right. I'm am I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you right now. All right. Who can? Let's take turns. Japanese developed MMORPGs. All right. I'm gonna go first and cheat and say Fantasy Star Online 2 Go. Final Fantasy XIV. I win. But, uh, no, uh, you, I didn't hear you again. My um, Discord. Fu- you're, not, you're not coming through on Discord.
0: Final Fantasy, fourteen. What did you, What'd you say? Final Fantasy fourteen.
1: All right. Uh, Uncharted Waters online.
0: Well, yeah, it's weird. You can't hear me.
1: I couldn't now. She. All right. Uh, Un- oh, you Final Fantasy eleven. Oh, you, you, now you, you're just cheating. I should have said I F- should have said F11. All right. Dragon's Dogma online. Somebody in chat said it, so I stole it from him. Okay. Dragon Quest online. Ooh. Yeah, you got Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, it was called Dragon Quest Eleven. at Dragon Quest Online. Oh, really? Right? Isn't it? I don't know. Or Dragon Quest Nine. Somebody, somebody, help me out over here. I don't, think, I don't think it's called Dragon Quest Online. No, Dragon Quest Eleven is a new one. What's, is it really called Dragon Quest Online? Yeah. Oh, it's Dragon Quest X. All right, it's Dragon Quest X Altai. It's Dragon. All Qu- right. Fine. Fantasy Star Online. Hmm. What is it? What, what's another one? Whew, we got all the Square Enix ones, we got... There really aren't that... Oh, I... I got it. Now I can't hear you, actually, if you're talking. That's... Now I can hear him. Can't... Forgot the name. Forgot the name, boys! They, they even have like an anime, uh, like, opening. It's the name?
0: So if I name one, I win?
1: No, no, hold on. Any, I want another ten seconds. 10, 9,
0: 8, I think closes Korean, 7, uh, Murray. 6, 5, 4,
1: 3, 2, 1. Eh. Alright, what do you got? Go off Shin
0: Megami Tensei Imagine Online Mega 10. Oof. Aka Mega 10. Boom.
1: Alright, let me see what I was thinking of. I'm going to look it up. I don't think Chris spells is Japanese either. That's also Korean. A lot of these ones are Korean, the ones you guys are mentioning.
0: Blue Protocol right, we... is, is Japanese. It's by Namco. I was or, thinking
1: Onigiri. Oh. I, I also Soul know I get those Soulworker are... is Japanese, isn't it? Is it? I don't think it is. Is it?
0: I think so. I, I think so.
1: I'm pretty sure it's Korean. I'm going to check it. Developer Lion Game. And they're Korean. Oh. I, I was <clears throat> almost starting to... <clears throat> The Wizardry Online was Japanese. Somebody met in the chat, but I, I didn't think it was for some reason. Okay, do you remember Pandora Saga? Yeah. There are so, there are so many and more people.
0: What is wrong with our audio? I can't hear it This though. game oh, there
1: is. launched in 2011, shut down 2014. And like, it was a blip, you know, it had no impact. None. Zero. Zilch. The check out Pandora song. Look at that UI, Altai. This screenshot that we use is perfect for this game. We got this ass UI. And my favorite part of the screenshot on the homepage and that page is unregistered Hypercam 2. That really captures the feel of 2011. <laughs> All right. Amazing. No one's heard. Yeah,
0: you know, the beauty of these old resolutions is
1: the UI was like half the screen or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there just really aren't that many Japanese developed MMORPGs. They're on they're on the ball with mobile games, but just not a lot of, you know, you know, PC MMOs. I know about saga online. There's a bunch of other like, yeah, you know, Get Amped, Cosmic League, some really weird games. I think Only Gear is still around. Only Gear is also available on um, available on uh, PC and console. Ascars, as we talked a bit about it earlier. I mean, I- I'm rooting for it, but it just seems like they changed the game quite a bit since their original vision. That it's just hard to imagine it's going to come out good, though. So again, I'm hoping I'm hoping it does well.
0: I got a little fun little story. All right. So NCSoft is uh has redid their
1: logo. Okay. Ooh, let's see the new corporate logo. So here's the logo, boys. I don't like it. I like the old one better. It's so bland. You know, you know they paid a good money for this, though. You know they like hired a a design firm who like they said, oh, this encompasses the culture of well, NCSoft. They, you they, know, did. The they N- did. They're connected. You know, about a cooperative company where design and this all come together. It's a window to the future. Come on, some bullshit. It sucks. All
0: right, that's, that's, so here's what they said about it, this logo, okay, guys? Let's see how much of this you agree with. According to CEO Kim Tech Jin, the new CI represents, quote, craftsmanship, enthusiasm, and endless challenges. For, furthermore, the sharp edges found on the new company logo was said to symbolize, quote, cutting edge technology with the letters N and C connecting to imply a connected world. Finally, a new company tagline was announced Window to the Future,
1: outlining NCSoft's target to build towards the future. That's some corporate bullshit. Doesn't mean anything, alright? I did call it the NNC being connected being some kind of cooperative thing, alright? Some connected thing. You know they wrote some BS. Exactly. I mean, this is they're bullshitting, but good for them. I, I did like I kinda like the old logo better. This is, this looks like it has no character. What's well, it got a fan. two characters? Eh. It's got no soul. Alright? It's got nothing. Also that I know we talked earlier about potential Estelia being the game of the year by default by no competition. But the, but the Korean version of Estelle shut down, uh, this year. That's right. Yeah. Last year. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, even, you know, it's already shutting down. So I, I'm not, that makes me kind of hesitant about the Western release. They obviously said the Korean shutdown is going to affect us, but you know, when the game shuts down in one market, everyone's thinking, hmm, hmm, what's going on, boys? It's shutting down in one market. People in that market don't want to play it, you know, in the home market too, not just any market. Yeah. So it, I just can't imagine it doing. It's just not a good sign when your game shuts down in its home market. It just it's automatic. Oof. Again, yeah, scars. My estimate for Lost Ark was for for it to come out probably late this year, is my guess. We've had uh, you know Smilegate announce some hires on their website for an English uh, production manager or something. So I think they're working on an English release, and with the Russian release kind of rolling out, I think the next market is going to be NA. Honestly, I think a lot of, uh, I think it's some blessed fives in terms of performance in uh, in Acelia. It was definitely better than blessed.
0: Do you guys remember Air?
1: Ooh, when's what? that happening offline? That
0: was supposed to be in beta like two
1: years ago. Yeah, that never happened. Now. That was a blessed 2.0, potentially. The, the visuals of Air look so much like blessed. Like, I don't get it. Why did they tease that trailer and then literally not launch the game and give us no updates in like two years now? What's happening? How, how does this happen? It's amazing. I don't know. It's gonna be so dated by the time it, it, it ever comes out. It's on Unreal
0: 3. It's already like two years late from when it was already an old game.
1: Um, uh, It's just, I'm not optimistic. Uh, look, what the weird part is like, Air, like the Southeast Asian publisher, I forgot who it was, they released Air in like some state in like closed beta, like last year. But like that was it. Like it, It's making some weird launches in other like parts, like in other areas. What I think is gonna happen, I'm calling it. out. What's gonna happen with Air is nothing will happen for two years, and then all of a sudden, the game will, will not be playable anywhere in two years, right? And then all of a sudden, Game Forge will just license it, and say Air is coming out in two months, and they release <laughs> some half ass unfinished version, which is just what they did with, uh, you know, uh, King King on the Fire, Fire too. Yeah. yeah, it just came out of nowhere. So uh, something like that could happen. It's very strange. I- I'm still kind of, I'm still, been, I'm kind of surprised that King on the Fire Two came out like that too.
0: I got some. Uh, I got some overview of numbers for the whole industry, all you right know, for twenty nineteen. You want to take a look? Yeah,
1: I I love digging into these industry numbers. All right,
0: so let's look at this big old chart right here. Oh God.
1: All right, console. Ga- I'm calling it. console games and mobile games are going to be growing. Everything else is going to be uh, shrinking. So twenty nineteen, according to these
0: dudes, uh, which is Newzoo, uh, smartphone gaming was forty six percent, which is smaller than what I thought. But I think this this Newzoo one counts physical sales still. Oops, sorry. So, this is still counting like the cartridges for Nintendo, the PlayStation games you buy at GameStop. Mm-hmm. So, this is counting that. So, keep that in mind. So, we got 46% for mobile, 30% console, and PC, our boy, is only a 24 Our boy. So, nice. mobile's
1: still growing up to 9.7% year over year, the most growth. I think PC is actually shrinking. So how does it make you guys
0: feel to know the PC gaming revenue shrinking? Just embrace mobile.
1: All right. I, I played a little bit of uh, Brawl Stars this last week. Quite a bit of Brawl Stars actually. I had some friends over. And uh we we went ham on Brawl Stars last week. So there it is. Uh, I, I prefer Super Data's research, all right, to uh to theirs. I think it's more more interesting for the most part. I
0: think I have some super data stuff too. Um uh...
1: They got the twenty nineteen year in review. I gotta check that out. Did you see that one? might be an old one actually I wrote down the numbers I don't I don't I don't have an actual link to it though
0: so Fortnite made 1.8 billion a year according to uh, super data
1: hmm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna link you uh the super data report take a look at it all right let's look at the 2019 year in review pretty sure this is a it's a new one I mean I can't they can't do a year in review without the year being over. So let's, let's let's skim through this one together. Should be some fun industry data in this one. All right,
0: I got to open this with They do one of these
1: every year. I do like that these are free considering most of the super data and industry reports are generally very expensive. All right, what are we uh, gonna That's hear? true as well. Uh, Kickoff 55 as long as the nominal revenues are growing, no, the market no. share it just doesn't matter.
0: That's true, but I think actual revenue is shrinking for PC. Mm. So it's not just re- market share. It's, you know, nominal revenue. Let's let's take a look at this. So this one, remember, SuperData only looks at digital. So that's why console is a lot smaller smaller here than it was another one because this is mm-hmm. only counting digital sales on console.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's still the one area where you know, it's still consoles physical, all physical still. Exactly, there's still some physical going on in consoles.
1: And mobile is uh sixty four point four billion versus digital PC like, but the PC games are basically all digital anyway. Like, when was the last time you bought a PC game in like? In, a, in like a CD and installed it like never right oh, the, do you remember the last time you did that but GameStop used to have a PC section like literally like five years ago and they got rid of that five years ago like there's no more PC games like, in physical format no there aren't yesterday dedicated duck I ain't buying it like the only time you'd ever use a CD is like maybe if you want to install Windows XP for whatever reason otherwise you just u- you install from a USB anyway yikes yeah there's, I haven't used CDs in forever you know even physical games are kind of cheating now
0: like if you bought the uh, Spyro game or the or the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, mm-hmm. if you bought a physical copy, the, the the disc that it came with only had like one of the uh, the first stage on it. The rest had to be downloaded. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like
1: you didn't get the full game on the on the disc. Althea, do you see how much money Fortnite made in 2019? Yeah, 1.8 billion. It's a good chunk of change, boys. 1.8 billion. Free to play gaming accounted for four out of every five dollars spent on digital games in 2019, thanks to uh, mobile games.
0: Yeah, number two here: Dungeon Fighter Online, 1.6 billion; Honor of Kings, 1.6 billion; and League of Legends, 1.5 billion. So, guys, Dungeon Fighter Online makes more money than League of Legends. Is that amazing? Honor of Kings, the shitty mobile MOBA, makes more money than League of Legends.
1: It's insane. League of Legends was before like firmly in the number one or two area. Yeah. But Dungeon Fighter Online, guys, is, is the most popular free-to-play game. I'm curious if this list includes uh, World of Warcraft. That would be pretty interesting. To see. But these look at the most... These, these look at the only, uh, you know, free-to-play games mm-hmm. on that chart. The buy-to-play list is uh, not that exciting. FIFA 19 made $786 million, apparently. Well, it was going down, but um they said
0: they had a huge uptake with... uh. With the classic launch,
1: Pokemon Go still made an insane amount of money. Pokemon Go, oof, one point four billion dollars. Is it amazing? Pokemon Go almost made as much money as a as, as, uh, as League of Legends. Yep, it's insane. Yeah, I wish to, I wish this included World of Warcraft revenue, but it's been really hard to get a good look at how much money World of Warcraft is making. I mean, Blizzard's been pretty mum about it, and these industry reports rarely spell out world of warcraft by itself i think some of the old super data reports did have it like, like two three years ago but it's not really meaningful today i just haven't seen a good number for world of warcraft like this year We're well, honestly even, even like final fantasy 14 specifically though we do have a good proxy for that by just looking at the entire um and division for unix and just pretending it's all final fantasy 14 because final fantasy 11 there's a rounding error and dragon quest uh, online isn't that popular you have miss of pandaria on cd nice there you go you got you you, you still have a pc game scars uh, me too master of time I still see people playing Pokemon go like in the wild when I, when I go for a walk people on their phone I see them play Pokemon go all the time yeah it's not only is it alive it's making 1.4 billion dollars a year it's insane fake grand order boys 1.2 billion the waifu collector a bunch of players play Pokemon go. exactly a lot
0: of kids still play it too uh, I met a, a kid who he, he prefers Pokemon Go to the actual Pokemon Switch games. He'd rather spend forty dollars on mm-hmm. Google Play gift cards so he can fund his Pokemon Go, you know, currency than buy the actual Pokemon game.
1: For- I'm actually amazed how much money the game's making, considering it's uh like it, it seems like the mon- the monetization when it first came out at least was not like super gotcha style RNG, right? You call it you know, it, it seemed like pretty pretty tame the monetization for that game and it still makes a lot of money. Which kind of goes to show? I guess you don't need to go super like predatory to make tons of money. It seems like that game's monetization is fairly reasonable as far as mobile games go. Yeah, Pokemon Go is good for your health. It gets you walking in and being outside, unless you were done with that one cheat that like everybody used apparently.
0: So, what do you think uh, of of uh, Candy Crush Saga making the same amount of money as League of Legends?
1: It's uh, it's interesting that you know these super casual games are so popular. I'm not surprised, though. Honestly, this is, the player base is just enormous in, in those games. So, have you seen, have you seen the Sensor Towers? Uh, top worldwide revenue 2019?
0: Let's see this one.
1: Although, have you even... I've never even heard of Coin Master. No. What I... the hell is Coin Master? Everything else on this list I've heard of, at least, right? But apparently, Coin Master is a top-tier game, boys.
0: Coin Master? Where is that? I don't even see that.
1: Uh, and the overall revenue, uh, number nine.
0: Oh, number nine, Coin Master. I right, see it.
1: Nope. Roblox made $71 million in revenue on mobile. Roblox is absolutely killing
0: it. I think the biggest games among my kids are still Fortnite, Roblox,
1: and Minecraft. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people everybody knows about Minecraft. I feel like Roblox doesn't get the doesn't get like the oomph it deserves. It doesn't get this credit it deserves. But they're, they're killing it. You know, There's, the game is huge. It's like on par with Minecraft probably, or like it's close to it. Gets no respect. It doesn't get respect on the streets, all right? It ought to. So, 2020, more. Are we gonna
0: get any of these uh, Kickstarter MRPGs to be actually released? I'm talking about I'm t- I'm t- I'm t- the classics like uh, Paragon, Crowfall, uh, Chronicles of Elyria, Chronicles of Illyria, Azure Creation, Azure Creation.
1: Star Citizen. No, no. Honestly, none of those games will come out. None, zero, zilch.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah,
1: none. Uh, we, we, they did say Azure Creation did come out and say, um. They're going to be doing their alpha sometime in uh, 2020. And that's for the that's for the PC game. I put, I put the news on most.com again. I'm still, you know, I wanted to come out, but I, I'm seeing how much of a disaster uh, Astro Creation Apocalypse was. The game averages like three players online now, so it's totally dead. They did come out and say, you know, Intrepid is we're going to release Alpha One sometime in 2020, and they said that on January 1st. So they have until the end of the year to release some version of the alpha, and I don't think it's going to be like a particularly, you know, in depth or close to release version of the alpha. And it will not be on their NDA, so whatever whatever they do release, you can have everyone be able to see. And I think I think 2020 will kind of let people like people will realize with this alpha whether the game is going to happen or not. And I think based on what we see with that alpha, we can pretty much instantly write it off or not. Though I've kind of already wrote it off in my own mind, but for some reason I'm still hoping to do a good job.
0: And I want to talk about one more thing real quick. And maybe if you guys are more uh into details, you can actually read this full thing. But Star Citizen released a 2018 financial post uh with all bunch of numbers charts and all that mm. And if you look at their total income it's a good chart right here every year right they're going up there's a bad chart because it's like black on black but so every year their revenue has gone up pretty much not every year but like this 2018 was their best year yet and i think 2019 is probably even higher than this so people are still giving them money in the dark with the big the biggest chunk here is pledges slash you know the big number you see on the crowdfunding yeah so, so they're making a ton of money still and i feel like they can keep this going for as long as people give them money so i don't think it's uh, gonna, gonna crash and burn subscription
1: like... revenue for star citizen all-time high yeah. guys they they have peak subscribers in star citizen and it still didn't come out yes. i mean th- there are people since 2013 there were oh yeah bro i i got monthly subscriptions to star citizen yeah man i can't wait it comes out I can, you know i can do all this shit and they're still subscribed there are people that probably subscribed for six years to star citizen mm-hmm. and you're subscribed to like this game that that didn't quite release yet. It's kinda of like a tech demo right now, with like with like this uh this star fighting mode where you just kinda of battle like the MMO stuff and the big promises and the cool stuff of Star Citizen really haven't happened yet.
0: Yeah, but I think it I think there's a set number of people that are gonna keep giving them money. So I don't think it's gonna crush and burn this year. I think it's gonna keep going at the current pace. Uh so no big updates this year, I don't think.
1: Chaos Shield of thirty months in a row. You're late, but your message always Always on time in my heart. Telling us to meet on this stuff at 14 and read more of me go. There, It's remarkable that Star Citizen hit an all-time high in revenues. And the way this is going, there's, there's no rush. There's no like, guys, we need to get this game out. Let's wrap it up. You know, No more new features, nothing. Just, just make it happen. That, That's never going to happen with the revenue constantly flowing in. So don't expect uh, anything. I'm not saying much progress uh, on this front. But, I mean, they are putting, uh, to their credit, they are putting these statements out. I don't know how... You know,
0: again, I, I didn't read the full thing. I don't know how exactly this is, but they have a lot, they have a huge staff. So if you look at the head count, they have 521 people on staff in 2018. That's
1: Dwarf like, Knox with this tier one subscription. Much love. Much appreciated. So we'll see if they can, uh, what happens here, but there is a lot of people, boys. <sighs> one day, boys, one day, one day these, these Kickstarter games are going to come out. And that's maybe another reason why I'm excited for Temtem. It was a Kickstarter announced game but i could tell from the kickstart whoa like I-, I was hesitant when i first heard of it but i watched the video i'm like okay like based on this video they're showing me gameplay they're showing me real content the most frustrating thing is you look at a kickstarter and you see like character creation and like a guy running around an empty field like a guy running around an empty field is not gameplay that's literally default unreal engine asset and just running around like anyone can install unreal engine today load up some back some some like store-bought backgrounds and show a character running around in a forest or some fields, that's nothing. But when I saw the UI, the gameplay for Temtem, I'm like, whoa, this game is actually happening. And they went from announcing their Kickstarter in 2019 to releasing their early access, like, this month. So they're moving really quickly. And you can, you can usually tell how far a game actually is in process by looking at their Kickstarter and whatnot. And it, what's really remarkable for me, though, is I'll take Camelot Unchained. They haven't released a single new gameplay trailer for Camelot Unchained since 2016. Did you know that? Altai? I did not know exactly that. So every time I cover Camelot Unchained in our in our news video, I, I look for new gameplay videos in the official channel, right? The only one I can find is from the Dragon Con presentation in 2016. And I keep reusing that one 2016 video. Like, how have they not shown any new like real gameplay since then? Because there's, there's there's so little to show, I guess.
0: It is it is crazy. And you know
1: when we started MMOs, right?
0: We were like excited because there were so many of these games in Kickstarter and like early access mm-hmm. mode, and we're like, oh, there's so many games to cover. We're so excited. But, like, literally none of them have launched. Yeah. So Legends of yeah. Aria came out. Uh, that's what Charge Online is called now. And I, I don't think it's been doing well. It actually went free-to-play. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can try it on Steam. But I don't think it's doing particularly well. Why don't we just... Why don't we take I, honestly,
1: I, I say it's worth trying only because it is different. It, it does feel a bit like Albion Online to a degree. But, like, less PvP, more Ultimate Online. And uh, they're, doing, they're doing... Look, I, I don't want to call the game innovative. But it, it kind of, by, by default, gets... Called innovative because, like, it's really just a reclone of Ultima Online and Old School RuneScape, and that alone makes it different from so many other games. But then again, you could just play Old School RuneScape, you could just play, you know, Ultima Online private servers and get the same experience. But for that reason, I still recommend just trying it because it does feel different than all the other flavors of, you know, Korean and RPGs and whatnot.
0: And, and like I said, it is free now, so it does. I mean, the reviews are quite mixed here, but uh, I mean,
1: numbers of Steam have went up, and it's not available just on Steam as well. I mean, it, most of the hardcore fans have been playing the game off steam mm-hmm. the game launched on steam relatively recently well august of 2019 right was when it was released on steam but it's been out in numerous betas off steam so plenty of people that actually really like the game are playing off steam as well so numbers aren't as bad as they seem though obviously not particularly great either and it's free to play so it costs you nothing to check it out i mean it's an mmo and when your player bases are low you really do have to go free to play like there's no there's no option to charge money when your game is basically a low player base because MMO thrives on community. You know, it's a network effect. And if you have no players, there is a network effect. Oh, Zima spoken. Uh, Legend, Legend of Aria is a duker, he says. All right. But he, he, he spelled duker like the duke of our country rather than like a duker, which is actually poop. Maybe he just really likes the game. You know, he's oh. referring to it as a class of nobility. Arrested Pepperoni Wildstar.
0: I cannot believe NC Self just shut Wildstar down. They should We should, like, petition to buy it for, like, $10 and just put up our own server.
1: Yeah, I would love Classic NC Wildstar. Self. Antisoft, i'd pay you more than ten dollars for wildstar okay give me the give me the server code give me everything i'll buy it the official license all right 10 g's that's the mos.com offer for wildstar all right the 10 g that's a real game okay i think we offer like a thousand dollars for like a really shitty korean or chinese game but I, I would love to have a real game like wildstar all right for like but they're not going to sell it obviously yeah i mean they could sell it for more if they want to they shut it down completely but it'd be cool to have a you know well I mean, are there any wildstar private servers i don't know It's a good question probably not I don't think so either. Let me check. Yeah, it'd be cool if they have, but okay, there, there, they have been some in active development uh, mm. apparently. Two emulators going for it, but uh, that was a year ago. I don't think we saw any updates since then. So I don't think there's any official, uh, not any like one is making good progress, unfortunately. But it'd be cool if they get it. And it does. It is sad to see like a full blown MMORPG. Say what you will about the game. I mean, they, there's a world there. I mean, there's some like a few things felt really good about wildstar the movement and just running around in combat i thought felt really good a lot of mwords kind of screw that up on that front i feel like wildstar did a good job the ui needed work but it just it ran smooth i remember if you try to play the game on like 10 1920 by 1080 the ui was like 80 like 50 percent of your screen or more if you didn't have a 2k resolution just the ui kind of took over your monitor with that one yeah i remember that yeah but it's, it's still sad to see it go like when you see like other mrpd shutdown and nobody plays it's not so sad but seeing a game like WildStar shut down is a big feels bad man.
0: Yeah, especially when you think there's enough there to keep it running. Like it's not going to be mm-hmm. a huge money maker, but I feel like so many of these like Chinese Korean games are still running with literally like five players, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. why couldn't WildStar just keep it running with five players?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, just, just if you give up on the games, give it to uh give it to Super Games, you know? Yeah, and they, don't
0: they take money. They don't take any
1: sloppy. Super <laughs> Games is still. There's some weird shit going on with stupid Games, okay? I'm convinced this is some kind of like money laundering operation because, like, how can they keep the lights on, Altai, with with this portfolio of games? I mean, let's let's appreciate this portfolio for a moment, all right? All right, what do we got here? We got Ace Online. We got Ace Online. Maximum players six. There's not more than six. There are not more than six players on Ace Online right now, okay? Look at their latest news announcements, okay? Their latest announcement was in uh, was in November 7th, 2018, okay? It's it's like two years, like you know, 2018. <laughs> it's not bad before that you know these announcements like we scroll to the bottom they're like in 20, 2013 all right they have an update to their rules in 2013 and three years later the an announcement in 2016 one year later like, they post like one announcement a year okay how are these guys still around how, how like and, and and i still get like press releases from them sometimes like they, they made a partnership I, I, I forgot where like closed beta on december 29th of global adventures on their homepage. That's not December twenty nineteenth this year. That's December twenty nineteenth, twenty seventeen. All right, <laughs> hey, the, the these last that's like two years ago, three years ago. There, there's some weird shit going on with with uh, with Suba Games for sure. Like I don't know what's going on. There's no way they're making money on that business. I know they had some weird announcement recently. Let me see if we can find it. Okay, so apparently uh, Axion announced a publishing deal for Mars Infinite Dimension with Suba Games for five countries, including. Okay, they got a new game coming out, boys. There's a partnership with uh, Axiom Games for Mars. If, I don't know what Mars Infinite Dimension is, that game. The fact that they chose to partner with Super Games tells you the game is ass, like, automatically. Like, there's, like, nobody that's like, you know what? You know who we, we should give our game to? Let's give it to Super Games, you know? They're, they're on on the ball with their portfolio of titles, you know? You look at that website, you're like, no. This is, like, where games go to die, or they died already and they are resurrected. Nobody wants to announce that you're working with Super Games. It is not a good, like, you don't brag about that, all right? But apparently, this game is uh is launching
0: there. Look at on this there. sick game, Preston Tail. You can play on Super Games, guys.
1: All right, check it out. Preston Tail is an oldie. Oh yeah. So if you search uh, Mars, uh, uh, search Mars Infinite Dimension on Google Mars. Let me give you. An, I can't even find anything about this game. They announced. I got the press release last month. That they're they're, they're going to be published by Super Games. Nothing. I'll die. wait. There's is a trailer. It? On yeah, YouTube, this a production. Okay, let's check it out. Let's check this out. I, I, I've not seen this. I search Google for this game, you find nothing. Ooh, I'm excited. It's some a sci-fi.
0: Someone put the volume up here. It's unlisted. How'd you find this video?
1: I got an email about it. Oh. Yeah, therapy, Maybe I'm burning bridges, but I'm keeping it real. All right. It's a CGI trailer though. Boom. No gameplay. Boo. Unimpressive. Yeah, skip around. There's no gameplay in here. But apparently, this game's to be published by Super Games. Uh, sometime. So we have no idea what it is. Great trailer. Yeah, I have no idea what it is either. But apparently, it's based on a franchise called Mars. I mean, they have. Apparently, it's a franchise. Secret Unlisted Masterpiece. So since they sent that um, since they sent that news out, like only sixty people even watched the trailer. So it's not a, uh, obviously not doing, not doing great. I'm like Luna Online, Reborn. Apparently, is a thing on here as well, but I can't imagine anybody plays that either. It's just weird to see this company still around. They're doing some. They're doing some weird things. I don't know what's going on. This game's got six players online.
0: Well, how about we move on to the post game before they uh, assassinate us for? All right, we've talked. a
1: mad shit yeah. about uh, about start,
0: them. Their money laundering scheme is gonna get shut down if we keep going. So, all right, got fair bomb, enough, guys.
1: All right, see you guys in the post game. Take care. Later for YouTube.